Welcome back, everybody, to Edge of the Rabbit Hole. I'm author and ghost historian Mike Ricksecker. With me, as always, is Vanessa Hogel, my co-hostess. And down in the chat room, nope, actually, our chat shenanigator, Shauna, is not down in the chat room again tonight. That work thing, just um, the shift that she's training on right now with the new job, she will not be able to be with us for this show. So you guys are going to have to police yourselves and behave down there. She will be back. (laughs) She will be with us later for Beyond the Shadows. She'll probably stroll in a couple minutes late like she did last week, but that's all right. We forgive her. New job. You got to do what you got to do. So tonight we have on Rick Wade. Uh, He's been on my social media for years. We finally have him on the show. He's an author. He's a a remote viewer. Uh, he gets into people's past lives. Really interesting guys actually here by request. You guys, uh, a few of you out there have actually requested for Rick to come on our show. We set it up a couple months ago and here he is. So Rick, welcome to Edge of the Rabbit Hole. Happy to have you. Well, thank you very much. I really appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So can you tell us a little bit about what it means to be a seer, you don't see too many people in the supernatural paranormal community use that word. Usually it's like psychic medium or something like that. So what exactly is a seer to you? Well, you know, when I first started, you know, I didn't understand what was going on with me. I just kept seeing objects around people, um, special things that they were connected to. Or, you know, I would see, you know, what they were eating for breakfast or for dinner or objects in their house. Uh, so I. I didn't know what it was at first until somebody explained to me that I was a remote viewer. And then I started connecting with feelings, emotions, and past loved ones and past lives. And the thing is what it is, I feel that I actually see through their eyes. I see through the individual I'm actually offering a reading. I see through the actual past loved one's eyes. It's like I'm seeing through their eyes. Whenever I do their past lives, it's like I'm seeing through their past life's eyes too. So that's what I feel. I see through their eyes. I'm an empath too. I can feel their emotions. I can actually connect. And the thing is about past loved ones, I don't actually talk to dead people. Um, They don't actually come and talk to me. I actually see how they actually live their life. It's almost like I'm sitting there watching them through the individual that's asking for the reading. It's like I'm seeing their whole life uh, right in front of me. So that's what I do. I see them when they were alive. I see their life, how they lived their life, the things they did. I actually can pick up how they pass on. I can pick up, uh, you know, favorite things, what, you know, they had uh, like certain advancement in their job or what their job were or uh, specialties that they were in, you know, what their skills were. I mean, I pick up all that stuff. It's almost like I'm actually watching their life as they grow up. I can pick up their childhood middle age and whenever they actually got older and passed away. So I'm picking up a lot of stuff. I call myself a seer because that's just how I've always called myself. I feel I'm seeing through their eyes. That's what I feel. So they, they, they actually don't speak to you at all. They never have. No, this is how, how it works for me. I kind of, I, I honestly feel that everybody has a spirit guide. Okay. So uh, I connect with, their spirit guide, my spirit guide connects with their spirit guide, and that information is told to me through audio. Okay, that's okay. how I get my connections. Okay, I don't actually talk to them like like they're over in the corner. I'm talking to Elizabeth. How you doing, Elizabeth? No, I don't do that. I'm only seeing information that's being given to me from my spirit guide. That's actually connected to their spirit guide. So it kind of comes to me that way. But I also feel I see through the actual individual's eyes that's actually asking for the reading because I see special things that they only saw. Uh, during their lifetime with the other person so okay 
that's interesting. That's completely different than what I do. So I find that fascinating. <laughs> Most people, so it, it is kind of interesting. Yeah. Mike, where you at, love? I'm um, answering uh, a concern that Zippy <laughs> had. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> well, apparently, it didn't get a, the 30 minute notification, which is a uh, well. Here, Zippy. Instead of me typing it out, I'll just say it. Um, <laughs> and I'll bring myself back <laughs> on the screen here. Yeah. Uh, apparently, it didn't get the 30 minute notification, so that would have been a, a YouTube thing because um, yeah. we had this set up long uh, beforehand. But there is a uh, four dollar super chat down there from Tom McNicholas says that uh, Rick Thank gave you, him Tom. a reading. So. Um, yeah, that is really interesting. That's, that's a very different than what we usually, uh, hear from others. Cause I, I know Vanessa, you, you actually kind of see them in, or I guess you actually talk to them and, and mm -hmm. Rick is just kind of like seeing it play out. So I, I guess, I, I guess if you kind of clarify a little bit, uh, more Rick about what you're actually hearing, cause there is, I guess, an audio part to this, as you said. Yes, I do hear it. Like I said, I hear from my spirit guide. Uh, when I first started doing uh, research, I was actually hearing all kinds of voices, tons of voices. Uh, and actually, they were through audio, uh, through a recorder, my EVPs. And how I first started connecting with energy was through EVPs. So I was getting like tons of audio voices coming to me, up to 30 audios a minute. Wow. I was getting communicating with me. So it was kind of, it got to a point where it was kind of driving me crazy. I had over like 5,500 uh, EVPs at one time because they would just kept coming to me left and right. So it got to a point where um, I would actually go out and I was get all this random stuff that never made any sense to me, never made any sense. And then pretty soon it kind of tamed down. Next thing you know, I was only communicating with one energy that was coming through. And that was finally my spirit guide was actually giving me direct connect information about places, about people. And that's why I feel I get the audio from my actual spirit guide is actually giving me that information. So I don't actually hear the actual loved one talking to me. I don't hear that. So, I mean, like a, a medium would hear, uh, I don't hear that, but I do hear my spirit guide give me information. Okay. So, so your spirit guy is relating whatever information they're getting from this particular loved one. Right. Okay. I mean, this is how I usually do. Um, it almost like everybody has an outlet. Everybody has an outlet. All I do is as soon as I have a reading show, I'll take like hundreds of people and I'll throw them in the hat. And I'll just grab a person's name, pull it out, connect with that person's energy, offer what I see, hear, and feel. If it's a past loved one, if it's their energy, I'll put that down and grab another person's uh, information, offer all that information about that individual. And that's how I do it. That's how I connect. Uh, so I can connect with the energy, drop it, connect with another energy, drop it. And I get the most I've ever done it in one session was 18 readings in a row, um, which is actually wow. pretty cool be able to offer that many readings and all of them was on target and connected so it's kind of awesome to be able to release that energy grab the other person and connect with that energy so it's kind of interesting how i do my stuff um but like i said i get the audio i do get the actual i get visions too i can actually see things too i'm able to see it's like it's played out just like a lot of people they're playing out certain things like i might see for instance let's say a person broke their leg i might actually see that being shown to me that's why i call myself a seeker I, and then I'll, I'll bring it up, you know, I'll hear an audio saying broke, broke her leg and I'll see it. So I'm getting double confirmation about the individual. So then I'll offer, hey, I'm seeing you broke your leg and I'm also hearing that you broke your leg. So it's kind of interesting. So I'm getting double. So does your guides act more as almost like a liaison? Yes. Okay. Yes. So yeah. uh, uh, that, that would actually, that would actually be kind of nice. 
<laughs> yeah, because that would be kind of like a filter. Because you, Vanessa, you seem to get like bombarded all the time with all kinds of stuff. So to be able to have that filter, um, it, it, Rick, does that give you like more? I, I guess maybe more control over you know what you're getting hit what? with. See, when I first started my journey, um, I had issues with my job. I went to a lot of old houses and I measured for a company, I measured flooring in these old houses, abandoned houses. And I would go in there and I would get so much energy coming to me. And it got to a point where I was making a lot of mistakes and, and I get charged for those mistakes. So it got to a point where my wife said, you got to figure something out because you know we're losing a lot of money here. So it got to a point where I just actually told the spirits, I said, please do not come to me. Do not bother me until I actually want to connect with you. And that's how it is with me. I can go anywhere, any place, and I never connect with anybody's energy until they actually come up and talk to me. I never approach anybody and uh, and say, hey, I see this or I feel this. That's never – I never do that. Uh, that's just because uh, it's not it's not supposed to be that way for me. You know, It might be different from other people, but I can't do that. Uh, and I can't connect with an in in individual if I go up and say, hey, um, you know, I, I feel something. You know, I can't do that. I'm always off target, but if they come to me and ask me for a connection, that's when the information is given to me. But that, that actually makes a lot of sense. I mean, it took me a long time, a really long time to put up boundaries, so to speak. And I have two, I have two boundaries, uh, quit jacking with me at work. So they, unless it's an emergency, they leave me alone because I'm, I have patience. I'm working on kids. Leave me alone. Okay. Um, and when I'm driving, when I'm physically behind the wheel, um, and the only time I ever lose control of that is when I get too tired. So I'll pull over on the side of the highway if I'm taking a long trip and I'll sleep simply so I can continue driving after without being bombarded. Sure. Uh, that's, that's the closest I've come to actually putting up boundaries or, or having any type of filter, but so and far so good. I never have any connection to any energy until I actually am asked to connect. Wow. And it's a wonderful thing. And that takes away all that stress, all that anxiety, all that emotion. It's, all, it's not there. So and I can have a normal life and not be bothered. So I love it. That sounds wow. like a psychic dream, Vanessa. Say, so what's that like? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Hey, we have a uh, <laughs> we have a twenty dollars super chat here from Spooky. That's Dawn. She says, "I love Haunted Road Media. Missed you all with a bunch of hearts and ghosts down there." So, thank you very much, Dawn. Absolutely appreciate that. Uh, we have a question here from uh, the, from the chat room from Brandy Starleeper. Uh, she's wondering, Rick, do you experience their emotions as well? Yes. I actually can pick up their energy. I can pick up what's going on. I can pick up if they have anxiety. I can pick up if they have headaches. I can pick up if they're sick with their stomach, if they have cancer. I mean, I usually can actually look at a person's energy and scan their body, and I will see dots in their body, and that tells me there's some issues with that certain area of their body. So it's kind of interesting. Interesting. So... Now, in that case, is it your spirit guide that's showing you that, or is that just you? Well, you know, you got to think about that because I'm actually, it's almost like whenever you see um, like that movie being played, I can actually look at their body, and it's almost like I'm seeing an x-ray of their body, you know what I mean? Hmm. And I see a dark spot over here or a dark spot over there. Like I might see it on their head, and I say, well, I'm seeing a dark spot on your head. I, I, I feel like you have something going on with your head. You have headaches, or you have something else going on with your head. 
and they'll tell me, yes, I'm having, I have massive headaches or I had an injury in my head last week. So it, it connects instantly with the information. So it's really cool. Wow. Um, can you actually, can you almost do a, a diagnosis like that? Like almost like, it sounds a little bit of a different style, but almost like Edgar Casey. Well, the thing is about it is I've done this many times and I've actually helped a lot of people and they've asked, you know, I've actually, whenever I do my readings, I see things, you know, I'll feel things, I'll see things and, you know, I'll see things that's going to happen ahead of time too because I see future sometimes. And I don't know how many times I've actually saved people's lives because I kept, you know, I caught something uh, that was going on and I said, listen, you need to go to the doctor. I see some serious issue with your stomach area. And next thing you know, they actually went to the doctor and there were some serious issues there. Or I'll see something going on with their heart. And I'll say, listen, I, I feel there's some kind of blockage here. You're going to have a hard time here. You need to actually get to the doctor. So I've done that a few times where it actually saved an individual's life. So, oh, wow. yes. Yeah, that's amazing. Um, Tom McNicholas is noting is uh, noting here that he noticed that your face changes when you do your readings. So do you have any recognition of that, that you may actually physically change during your readings? Last night I did a reading, and I'm telling you, my face turned blood red a few times in the live video, and I actually watched it. The thing is, I usually, whenever I do a reading, I don't look at an individual at all when I do the reading. If I'm in front of a person in a live session, I look down, mm -hmm. or I look up. I never look at an individual's face, okay? This is how I am. So whenever I'm doing readings live, I'm never looking at the individual on the screen either. I'm looking down, I'm looking up. So I don't know what my face looks like. I never really go back and watch my videos very, very much. I know, what, I know what you mean. That's one of the reasons why I do all of my readings um, on the phone. And people aren't allowed to talk while, while I'm doing the reading. We can talk after. But when I'm physically reading the cards, don't say a word. And that's my rule. I'll stop a reading. And a lot of people say that it's almost like you're channeling the energy and the spirits. Um, that's what it is. It almost feel like you're channeling because sometimes I look weird. Sometimes I look strange. Sometimes I look like, um, <laughs> like my eyes are going different directions. It's really weird. Sometimes I've seen it sometimes where my eyes would go different directions. So it's like, I'm channeling a lot of energy. And when you're pumping in that much energy out that many people and you have hundreds of people in the chat room and they're all watching you, man, there's, it's really hard. I mean, I don't know how I could do it. I mean, to be able to grab that many people, connect with that many people, and be on target. It's a wonderful gift. But let me tell you a story. Uh, whenever I first started doing readings, I would only do one reading a day. That's what I would do when I first started. Mm -hmm. And this uh, individual, he was, a sh he was a shaman, and he said to me, he said, Rick, in the future, you will be able to do one after another, after another, after another. And I'm like, there's no way. I mean, I can't. I just can't. It just scares me. It makes me nervous. And pretty soon, boom, I can go in a room and I can just read after read after read after read. And the thing is, what's interesting is, you know, I don't actually, um, I'll have a person stand up in the corner. And if they want me to connect with their dad, I'll connect with their dad. If this person over here wants me to connect with their niece, I'll connect with their niece. I don't actually say I feel something over here or I feel something here. No, I actually will directly connect with that individual. So it's kind of nice when you're actually watching me because I actually will connect with each individual that wants to be connected to. So it's kind of like, like I said, I have full control over it, So which is nice. Yeah, nice. that would be because I've done this for 42, 45 years and I don't have full control over it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Vanessa's been I, at it a I, while. Yeah. I've talked to probably over... Well, I'm in the double digits and thousands of spirits, okay. and I don't have control over it. <laughs> so. 
I read about I read about ninety five hundred people since I started uh, fourteen years ago, twelve years ago. Yeah, I've read a lot of people. Yeah. Um, now that's just the dead people. That's not the people I've done readings for. <laughs> I gotcha. Yeah. And the thing is, you know, <laughs> when you connect with a person's energy, everybody has energy. It's like mm-hmm. once you're able to tap in that energy, all the information is given to you. It's like you're uh, plugging into an outlet and all the information is downloading to you. So it's really, it's really interesting. But the thing is, like I said, whenever I go out, I, I swear, I don't see anything. I don't feel anything. I don't know anything. And it's, it's just so much better. It really is. Well, yeah, I would imagine. I, I I don't know what that's like, but I would imagine. <laughs> I used to be probably like you, where it just it just got to the point where I was so drained. I, I could I I walked out of the house and I was so drained. And this other psychic medium told me, she said, "Listen, you got to learn to be able to not let the energy affect you and bother you." And then just somehow, it just kind of I kept praying and praying, and I prayed to God many many times on every one of my guests. When I first started doing my readings, it was remote viewing. I didn't know what remote viewing was at the time. I was called it seeing objects. And I did this on unexplained mysteries. And then I, I started uh, doing past life readings. Now, see, I never did a past life reading, but you know, I was having so much fun. And then all of a sudden, boom, this lady said, please read me. So I offered a connection to her and it was exactly what was going on with her. She had an issue with her neck. She'd been to like nine different doctors. She couldn't understand what was going on. They couldn't understand. She spent tons of money. And I figured out how, what happened to her. She actually broke her neck in one of her past lives. And she broke her neck. And that's what was going on. But she never told me about her neck issues or anything and about the doctors. But after I gave her the reading, this is what's so cool about it. After I gave her the reading, the pain went away. This is like you filled that space that was missing in her, in her past life. You understand? Yeah, I've heard that a lot with uh, with past lives that a uh, that an in- injury from a past life can actually manifest itself in today's life as some sort of ache or pain or ailment, and it yeah. it seems it it seems strange to me, I guess I don't know that once you've actually acknowledged, yes, that is from a past life, that it'll go away like that. Yes, because it's like it's just something about healing. It's a healing process. Is it just like a mental block that's finally acknowledged and it's something that's like it it completes that you know, that it completes that path. Um, Hmm. so yeah, so it's it's really interesting how past lives uh, work. And like I said, you know, you know, a lot of people say that that, you know, that I'm connecting with their current life a lot uh, and their past life, but the thing is is I'll pick up things about their past life. For, uh, for this one lady I picked up, I said, listen, I, I, you know, I keep seeing Andy Oakley. And this is weird because this is Andy Oakley. I, I got the date. A couple of dates that came to me. I got uh, the month that came to me. I got um, uh, uh, other special things about Andy Oakley and stuff. And next thing you know, this lady comes back. She said, this is really crazy because I'm an excellent gun shooter. I, I've, I've, I've worshipped. I've actually worshipped Andy Oakley since I was a very young girl. Wow. And they have he has like this big uh, five by eight picture of Annie Oakley in her living room and she took videotape of all this stuff you know what I mean all the stuff she's collected from Annie Oakley she's been obsessed with her since she was a very young child now she kind of understands why because she was part of Annie Oakley if not you know actually her energy was connected to Annie Oakley so it's really cool to be able to get that and it kind of helps you to understand hey now I know why now I know why I have certain fears in, in situations like that because you're actually, I like, say, for instance, to say somebody's scared to death of water, you know, because they mm-hmm. drowned in their 
So that's just how it works, you know? So it, it's an amazing experience. It definitely is. Yeah, Shauna's like that. In fact, she posted um, earlier today about a, uh, a dream that she had last night that she thinks is part of a past life um, that she was uh, drowned as a, as a witch. She's believed this for a long time. And you know, she's always had a, a fear of the water and, you know, does not like to uh, get in there too deep, doesn't swim, anything like that. And so, you know, she wholeheartedly believes this is from part of a past life. Um, we have a, uh, real quick here, a $5 super chat from Rolf Pfeiffer Mueller. Feeling donk, Rolf. Absolutely appreciate that. Thank you. Yeah. Um, no, I, I understand where Sean is coming from with that because we know I was hung. Yeah, yeah. And uh, y'all see, I wear sweatshirts that I actually cut the necks out of. Yeah, because you don't I like don't anything around your neck. No. Yeah. No, 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 no. I, I will so for you. Christmas, we're getting <laughs> Vanessa a choker. <laughs> no, no, no. I will straight up cut a bitch. If somebody <laughs> comes up anywhere near my throat, I can't, I can't take it. And you know, I think, I think our minds actually really understand this stuff too. Because you know, I had an actual past life reading done by a gentleman, um, and he actually told me from, um, I was from Asia. And he said that I was actually a karate expert or kung fu expert. And he said that both my hands got cut off, um, and that's how I died. So I'm like, this guy's a joke, right? This is this is just not really happening. I didn't believe that, you know. The next day I woke up for the next 30 days, and honest to God, it's true. The next 30 days I woke up and I had no hands. I could not feel my hand; they was completely gone. Uh, every morning I woke up, they were completely gone. So something affected my brain. You know what I mean? It really was probably part of my past life where I actually lost my hands. So every day for 30 days, boom, I woke up the next morning. I had no hands. So oh, wow. they were gone. Isn't that it? It's just amazing. amazing. Yeah, that's that's interesting. Hey, we have a uh, this will be an interesting one to to tackle. So this uh, came up in the uh, chat a little while ago and we have a lot of questions coming in. So we'll get to them yeah. and try to fit them into the conversation as we go along. Um, this one's from Kevin Zay. Um so his take is that uh, reincarnation remote viewing uh, has so far not been proven to exist. He says he hasn't seen any evidence supporting these concepts that have been able to survive scientific scrutiny. So um, for the skeptic in the audience, how do you respond to uh, remote viewing in past lives? Well, the thing is about it is, you know, the thing is I should not know certain information about people at all, Okay. If I've never met them, I shouldn't know anything. So if I'm giving them direct details about what's going on in their current life that's actually connected to their past life, I mean, that right there makes an individual a believer. I had an individual before that was saying, listen, I'm a skeptic. I get a lot of skeptics that come to my actual shows, a lot of them. And that's great, man. I love skeptics. Yeah. But I always am always choosing their names first somehow whenever I draw the names out. And I will always give you something that's actually connected to you. I've actually done tests. You can go on Unexplained Mysteries. I've read five skeptics that was on there, and I did past lives for them, and I did general readings for them. And I'm telling you, every one of them said, you know, you're doing something. You're connecting with something because you're seeing things that I'm doing daily. You're seeing things that I did yesterday. You're seeing things that's connected to me that you have no clue that's how you take an actual individual and turn them into a believer because you're giving them direct connect information only about them. And I'll tell you what, I would honestly 100% do a test. Anybody that wants to do some kind of testing for me, put me in a room and let me do some testing. I would give 100% do that because I know I will be offering information 
that only, only, I mean, that will actually turn people's minds around. I guarantee it. 100% I will be able to do that because I'm connecting with these individuals. I've never met any of them. I can connect with just a name, just an individual's uh, first name. I don't have to even see them. I don't have to have them on a phone. I just have to have them say their first name. And that's how it is. So it's a different than a lot of people. So I can give them valid information about information. Now, the thing is about these tests that these people have, it's different when they come to me and say, Rick, can you tell me what my uncle's name is? I can't do that. Okay. <laughs> it's like, give me the lottery numbers, right? Yeah. Rick, can you tell me what car is my favorite car? You know, I've watched these skeptic shows. I've watched these shows. They'll put three actual axes in front. They'll have the psychic or the medium come in and say, okay, tell me which one killed the family. Okay. And they fell almost every time I've seen it. They fell. It's different. But when you put me in a room and you give me 10 people, you let me connect with their energy or their past loved ones energy. And I guarantee I will be offering information that only they know that I should never know. And I will turn a skeptic into a believer. Guaranteed. Guaranteed. Now, um, I want to touch on a different portion of this because I, as well, love skeptics. I do. Um, I'm going to start off by saying when I really got out in the public doing this, I actually wondered for a moment, for a moment, was I actually connecting with the deceased and being able to give information that nobody else would know? Or was I pulling this information out of the person who was asking for its head? Mm -hmm. Either way is irrelevant. It's irrelevant. Either one is paranormal because it's along the side of normal. It's irrelevant. Which way it happens or not doesn't matter. Um, although I'm going to go ahead and say it. I talk to dead people. They tell me shit. There is no way to know. Um, but for the skeptics who say that it's never been proven, Mike, <laughs> Mary Washington House works Mary for Washington House works for me. I mean, you have <laughs> I, uh, no idea where in the world I am. I tell no one. And I'm just... You know, I purposely going to Virginia, I told everybody knew I was headed to Rhode Island. Virginia is not even remotely close to Rhode Island. And yet you were pulling stuff out of thin air about exactly where I was at to the point of, you know, the uh, talking about that the woman that was there was concerned that the front door was no longer where it was at. Yeah. You know, uh, which man. was true about that house or even... Yeah, the Bel Air house. You had no idea. This, and that one was years ago. You had no idea where yeah. we were at during that. And that was on a live broadcast when we were back when we were a radio show, um, mm -hmm. like over four years ago. And I'm just like, okay, describe where we're at. And you're like, well, you walk in the front door, you go up the stairs, you take a right <laughs> at the end of the hall is the most active room in the house. And it's like <laughs> remote viewing. Uh -huh. You know, and, and, I'll, and I'll say this much. The U.S. military thought enough about remote viewing that they created Project Stardust to try to spy on our enemies. So that lasted for over 20 years. Yeah. So oh, they, they the thing is, you know, <laughs> what, what bugs me is, you know, I, I've been down this road and you know, I mean, I've been on so many paranormal shows, so many, um, you know, uh, unexplained mysteries and stuff. I've been all over. I always got the skeptics coming and, and trying to disapprove what I'm doing. But the thing is. To be able to take an actual individual's name, let's say this lady comes on. And when I first started my journey, you guys, when I first started my journey, it was on Unexplained Mystery where they had no pictures of the individual. They had a random 
crazy picture of something. They had fake names. So whenever I started connecting with these people's energy, I had no real name. I had no information about the individual. And I was still connecting with them on a level where it was actually like shocking for them because I was connecting with their emotions, their feelings, or what was going on in their current life, even some things that were actually happening in their future. So you go back and look at my unexplained stuff. I got to the point where I had hundreds and hundreds of people waiting for readings because of how I was connecting with their energy and information. So it was all fun and game at first, but i tell you what, it got to a point where it got very emotional, and almost to a point where I honestly was feeling that serial killers were actually connecting with some of these actual posts and actually putting information there, seeing if I could connect with how they actually – it hurt somebody or actually took somebody's life. Wow. And I did read a couple serial killers and one individual I read. And the thing is, I didn't know I was reading a serial killer. So, but I was seeing, he wanted me to connect and see if I uh, could pick up about this girl. And next thing you know, come to find out he's in the news and he actually went to prison for murder. So there was issues, you know what I mean? And, and the thing is, they will actually test you to see if you're actually seeing, if you're actually connecting. But, you know, for me to be able to take an individual, I don't care of, you know, like you say, if you're in a room and you just offer a name, Betsy, please connect with Betsy. They don't tell me if it's your grandma. They don't tell me if it's their daughter, their aunt or whatever. And I connect with Betsy's energy and see things only that this individual knows. I mean, that is hard to say that's that, you know, this is not right. No, that, that's fake. It's hard to actually go in there and disprove that because you really can't because that individual is in tears crying because I'm offering direct connect information. Even down to a point where how they actually took their lives, you know, like I'll see, you know, I, I'm feeling something about I'm seeing something with a gun. I'm seeing something about suicide and the actual individual actually shot himself in the head and killed himself. Mm. So see, how am I getting that information just off a of first name? You know what I mean? Because that right. first name, there's millions of that first name. It could be Steve. There's millions of Steve's. How am I getting that direct connected information out that one individual and seeing what's going on? That's well, the what, other the yeah. other thing is, is about proving I don't care. <laughs> Believe well, you know, I, me or don't, I don't give a shit. <laughs> yeah, you can take it for what you will. Yeah. I don't worry about it anymore because really, honestly, you know, they can go on and on and on. And like I said, you go back and you've talked, you can talk to many of the skeptics that came to my shows before. And this one individual that came to my show in my last event at, at the old jail, I went there. And this guy said, listen, he stood right up. I'm a skeptic. I don't believe in what you know. I said, that's fine. Next thing you know, I dropped his name first out of the hat. And then all of a sudden, <laughs> it's really interesting because I said, I keep seeing an individual. She said, connect with Mark, for instance, connect with Mark. I said, okay, I keep seeing this individual. I see something going on with the face. There's something going on with the face, almost like there's some, some kind of damage to the face. I keep seeing a ring that's being brought to me. This ring is actually being shown to me. And he's saying to me, it's like I'm hearing him say, uh, which he isn't saying, but the spirit guide's saying, but I'm hearing him say that uh, he appreciates what you've done with the ring. He really appreciate it. He well. thanks you for that. Okay, well, no problem. That's no big deal. And I said, well, I keep seeing an ambulance. I see him dying on his way to the hospital. Okay, well, this individual actually had an actual uh, hand grenade blow up in his face. Ooh. Okay, and then he actually died on the way to the hospital uh, in an ambulance. And the actual ring that was his father's ring, he actually took that ring and melted it down and turned it into a necklace for his daughter. So he was thankful what he did with the ring. I don't know. No, nothing about the individual's ring, but that's what he did. He took the actual ring, melted it down, and made a necklace for his daughter. And I gave him other stuff that was very, you know, important about his father that only he knew. So I mean, these are stuff that I don't know. I don't know these people from nowhere. 
You know what I mean? But I'm giving him direct connect information about his loved one, about what happened to his dad. I didn't know it was dad. You know what I mean? Just because we're not saying, okay, I see it's your father. Um, yeah, he was in the military. No, I'm actually seeing what happened to him. I'm seeing that something blew up in his face. I'm seeing that he actually died on the way to the hospital in the ambulance. All that actually really happened. So I think that's amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that really is. That really is. Uh, we have a uh, questions coming in from the chat. This one from uh, Zippy Davis. Uh, he asks, how can a medium sense a presence over the Internet when they haven't been near you? Because we're good. <laughs> no, I mean it's it, it's a legit question. I, I know people have questioned that. Um, it's a really good question. Yeah. Well, that's you know that's that's why whenever I first started my journey on these pages, I didn't know anybody. It's just I don't know how it is given to me. I've seen other mediums and other psychics cannot do that. Okay, I've seen them. They cannot do it. They had to have the individual in front of them, or they had to have them on the phone. But no, I can connect with the energy doesn't matter. I send a lot of texts out to people. They'll text me over the past loved one's name, and boom, I just instantly connect. The thing is, when I first started, people thought it was something to do with the internet to the internet. They thought there was a, an, a, like a, a gateway or something. That's how you actually were connecting. That's what they thought. You know what I mean? Internet to internet, that's what's doing it. But no, we all are made of energy. If you're able to tap into that energy, you will receive information. And that's all I'm doing is receiving information about the individual. I'm able to tap into the energy. Simple as that. It's no di- it's no different than remote viewing. I mean, how can I read for a team that's in England and right. I'm in Oklahoma? Right. And that's how I do my remote viewing shows. I'll do this. I'll have people uh, in other areas. I'll, I'll do a remote viewing show or EVP show, and I will sit down and I will concentrate and I'll see things that happen in the place, names that will be given to me, dates that have come up, uh, what uh, actually happened to the individual. All this stuff is given to me, and I've never been there before. So that's just how it is. I tap into the energy of the building or the place. Uh, sometimes there's just, there's not an explanation. There just isn't. Well, I would love some, I, you know, I am 100% ready for testing. I've had testing done on unexplained mystery before. I've had actual individuals that test me. This one individual is actually written in my first book. He actually talks and he said, listen, Rick, this is, there is something going on with you. There's something interesting going on with you because, you know, you might not be doing past lies. Man, you are tapping into my energy. You're seeing my dreams. You're seeing my emotions. You're seeing my feelings, man. You're picking up on everything. You know, I, I don't necessarily believe in past lives, but you are definitely picking up on something because you, there's no way you can pick up my emotions. You, there's no way you can tell me that I have a fear of actually drowning in an actual uh, – actually going and crashing in a plane and drowning. That's what my fear is. He said he dreams of this every night, and I saw him actually crashing in a plane and drowning. Okay, well, I see that being given to me he said there's no way he cannot sleep every night he has that same dream and it's it just it just blows his mind that i picked up that information so and i, I wrote that in the book and this individual um was actually uh was kind of blown away with the information i was given and i would read people sometimes up to 30 days and keep giving them information i'll, I'll let them test me and i had five actual people test me the, the top because see what they'll do they'll give a, a lot of people a hard time like the new mediums and the new psychics and and stuff they'll give them a hard time on these big websites and stuff so i'll go in there and kind of be like a big brother and i'll say listen you guys come on you know give them a break you know i say if you really want to actually test then go ahead and test me and then i'll have them come on and i'll say listen just come on i'll read any any of you guys let me offer what i see here and feel then we'll just talk about it. As simple as that. This one lady said she was the biggest skeptic, gave people all this hard time. And I told her, I said, listen, 
I can connect with Janet. So I'm connecting with her energy. She was one of the skeptics. And I said to her, I said, listen, one thing I'm seeing with you is you love to be in the nude. You, As soon as you come home, you take your clothes off and you run around the house in the nude. She was shocked because nobody knew that. And that's exactly <laughs> what she did. Did we was, get she, home? was she a little embarrassed by that? Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> well, the thing is, she, she, she said, there's no way you would actually know that. It's impossible unless you're actually looking down and seeing seeing me from above or actually connecting with what actually is happening to me because nobody else knew it but her. She's the only one who knew. So it's kind of interesting. Yeah, definitely. Um, we, we have a lot of... I have a lot of questions here. This one is from a little while ago when we were uh, talking about your your face changing. And so Debbie uh, 08 was wondering if that was actually considered uh, you channeling. Well, the thing is, you know, I'm starting to wonder if I am channeling because sometimes I get almost into a trance. That's what people are saying. Whenever I start connecting with so much energy, it's like I connect and it seems like I get into some kind of a trance. My eyes move weird. It just seems like that's what's happening to me. I, like I said, I never look, but that's exactly what they're saying to me. So I might have to go back and watch some of my videos. But I think that's what it is. And the thing is, I my energy like gets really hyper. It's to a point where I'm talking really, really fast. The energy's coming. It's flowing. I'm feeling pains. I'm feeling emotions. It almost almost feels like I'm actually having a heart attack at times because so much energy is coming to me. And that's how I am right now. It's like, boom, it's like it's coming to me. Boom, boom, boom. I'm offering the information, grabbing the next person, offering the information. I mean, it, you guys just watch one of my shows. It's, it's pretty, it's pretty amazing what I do, and I love it. I think it's, a, I think it's a wonderful thing. And the thing is to be able to actually, and I've actually, you know, I've had skeptics and other people test me, and they would actually test me with one person, then they would actually test me with another individual, and I would tell them, I said, listen, write down five things that you want your loved one to tell you, five things, and all of a sudden I would get one or two things exactly what's being actually that this individual wrote down on paper. I would actually get that. I used to remote view for people. I would say, listen, okay, we're all going to do this. At 9 o'clock, I'm going to connect with Sandy. 9 p.m., right on the dot, I want you to do me a favor and take three objects and put it in front of you on a table or something. I'm going to concentrate, and I'm going to see those objects. And sometimes I'll get two objects. Sometimes I'll get one. Sometimes I'll get three objects. So I'm actually remote viewing and seeing those objects objects now am i seeing through her eyes am i reading her mind what am i actually doing but i'm actually seeing these objects and this is actually tested on unexplained mystery and they will actually show you the pictures of the objects after i actually read the individual i'm actually connecting exactly with the objects that's being shown so it's just kind of cool because i think we have emotions i think we have feelings and whenever we're thinking about something i think we're might be even uh picking up their brain waves or picking up their thoughts you know, when I first started, I thought I was actually reading minds. And I actually had a post in one of these uh, one of these forums. I said, let me read your mind. You can go back and look at all my stuff. I've read thousands of people. They're all on these pages. So I think it's awesome. I, I, whenever I talk to skeptics, I say, listen, okay, great. You're a skeptic. Do your research. Go back and look at all my stuff. Then come back and then talk to me. Because I think it's amazing to have all this stuff out there. But people don't want to do the research. They don't want to say, okay, well, how did he understand it? How do you do this? How do you do this? They don't want to do this. They just want to come in and say, hey, eh, you're a fake. You know what I mean? But no, that isn't what it is. We are able to connect with energy places and buildings and everything. Even animals were able to connect. I did an audio session last night. This lady wanted to connect with her dog. 
And then all of a sudden she told me the dog's name. And then I got an EVP session. I was doing an EVP session and, and the dog's name came right on the recorder. So where, where, you know, how, how is that actual information coming through on the recorder and getting the exact name of the dog? It kind of blew her mind because it was right there for her to hear it. You know what I mean? Yeah, so we've think, seen that uh, with our friend Rob Gutrow, uh, who kind of specializes in that pet spirit communication. He'll actually be on here in a, in a couple of weeks. But um, since you're talking about being able to connect with other types of, you're talking about animals, we've had um, two questions here that are very similar. One was from N.A. Rick, have you ever remote viewed and or witnessed non-human beings? And Spooky asks, have you ever connected with aliens? Well, let me explain something to you. I just did a, a show at the uh, Old Southern uh, Funeral Home, and there's this thing that came in on the screen. Something came in. It looked like an alien. It came in there for a second, and then it, boom, disappeared. But, you know, the thing is about it, I've actually have connected with aliens, um, and, and this is the way. Uh, I've only seen it one time. I've seen a spaceship or alien UFO, whatever you want to call it. But the thing is I was actually sitting out with my daughter on a trampoline. We were laying looking at the sky. And my daughter said, Dad, Mom says there's no aliens. I said, Honey, yes, there's aliens. I said, Yeah, I believe in them. And we looked up, and I swear, I looked up, and there was an actual spaceship. I'm telling you, some kind of big ship. I mean, we're talking probably a football field size was above me, but it was up there far distant. And I looked at my daughter. I said, Are you seeing this? And she said, Yes, I'm seeing it. And she was only at probably about eight years old, but she saw it, I saw it, and then it disappeared. Bam. Bam, like that. And I've actually done readings for people. And I'm telling you, I, I, I actually read two individuals that were friends, and they both had me read them. I offered both my information about them. I felt this individual was connected to an, uh, being abducted by an alien. This one was connected by being abducted by an alien. They both actually got together and was blown away with the readings because it was both almost identical what happened to both of them. And they were friends, and they actually both did a reading for me. So it was kind of cool, you know what I mean, to be able to see stuff like that. So, now, so I'm going to ask you a little bit of a controversial question here, and um, because <laughs> because you know me, okay? We go down um, the rabbit hole. We're going down the rabbit hole. Um, when I first came out of the broom closet, Rick, I was very careful about how I put myself out there. Just because I've done this for 45 years doesn't mean I've been public for 45 years. Sure. Um, because it's an extremely painful time growing up being able to do what I do. Okay. So it took a lot for me to step out into the public eye and and put myself out there. When I did, I started on some of those groups that you're talking about. And I stayed in the background and I watched what happened. And personal opinion only, um, a lot of those groups... I have a huge problem with, okay. and I feel like, uh, I feel like they do more harm than good when uh-huh. it comes to this particular field, because what it all boils down to in this field, doing what we do, something that is so unbelievably personal to the individuals that we're trying to help. The last thing we need to worry about is validation from the masses. Right. The only thing I care about, is the deceased person I'm speaking with and the loved one they're trying to connect to. Everything else means dick. And so I was wondering, how how do you feel when, when, 
we have new people that are trying to get out there and trying to get some type of experience or understanding from their from the seniors of the field it's almost like throwing them into a pool of sharks because it it is a situation and i have seen this so much so much in my years being public it's a you can't be more psychic than me <laughs> okay that that is what i feel happens a lot in those groups that kind a of lot competition huh it's a whole penis measuring contest, only with woohoos and hoo-hahs. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, the thing is, what's interesting is, um, you know, these groups, though, you know, there is, they actually, they send me videos. Please watch how this person debunks a psychic, how this person debunks a reader. I'm like, this is awesome. Great. You know, they say I'm a code reader. Well, you know, a code reader will actually take an individual Look at their body. Look at how their actual clothes, what they wear. Look at their makeup. Look at uh, their expression on their face. I mean, they're actually there looking at the individual, right? And and they're you know they can actually pick up stuff by actually looking at the individual. Yeah, they can do that. Yeah. Okay, I see that you know she has red hair. Well, you know I see that she has piercings on her ears uh, or on her eyes or something. You know I see that you know she's sad all the time. You know, well she's got depression or something. You know what I mean? That's great. But me as an individual. I'm actually taking that individual's name, not actually that actual individual, but the actual name of that individual, and I'm connecting with all the energy out the name. I'm seeing everything about this individual, feeling everything about this individual off a name, off a piece of paper. You know what I mean? Isn't that different? Isn't that totally different than than an actual – and that's why whenever an actual person says I'm a code reader, I'm just throwing out random stuff that will connect with anybody. And that's not really true because I'm actually connecting with the individual that they want me to connect with and giving direct information about that individual. So that proves that I'm not a code reader because I don't have to actually, I don't have, I mean, whenever I write it down, whenever I text an individual, I'm not seeing the individual. When I'm actually calling them on the phone, I'm actually not seeing the individual. And they're asking for me to connect with their loved one that I've never met before. So how am I giving all this information that directly connected? Oh, I could say, yeah, well, she's a female. Well, she's probably, you know, she's going to die when she gets a little older. No, I'm not doing it. I'm actually saying, okay, yeah, I see an individual. I see an actual scar above her left knee. I, I feel that she actually had surgery on her left knee. I feel that she actually had her left breast taken out. And this actually really happened. You can actually, they'll actually tell me about the scar on the left knee and that she actually had her left breast removed. You understand what I mean? That's validation. That's actually pretty awesome. That's not cold reading, giving information like that. And the thing is, we don't have to have the individual around in front of us or anything. We can do this just by sitting here and do it. Like even in your chat room, that's how I do my stuff. People come on a chat room, please read my mom or please uh, read Gail or please read Tom. And then I just offer information. I think it's just, it's, I don't know how they can even debunk that anymore. You really can't. It's impossible. Yeah. You know I'm saying? I, mean, I don't care. Right. <laughs> I don't care. But, but that's just, just like care. you either believe me or you don't. You know, and I, don't and really I, give and a I fuck. yeah, and I think it does come down to I mean, there's some people that believe every single little thing that's thrown out there, and other people that won't believe no matter what, and then there's everybody else in the middle. So uh, we that's true. Yeah. We do have a uh, ten dollar super chat that just came in from Joe Chandler. Uh, she says, for all my psychic medium friends, love and respect you guys. Thank you very much, Joe. Absolutely appreciate Thank that. Um, I had a couple other uh, questions down in here. So Real Housewife of Ghost Hunting. Rick, uh, did you ever take any classes to develop your abilities? 
No, never took any classes. What I did was pray to God. That's what I did. You know, when I first started, I could only, like I said, I could only remote view or see objects. I prayed to be able to connect and do past lives. Um, I prayed to be able to connect with a past level. When I first started doing past level one readings, I couldn't get anything right. I, I went on Facebook. I was watching all these people connect with all these pictures and all this stuff. I'm like, man, how are they doing that? I'm like, man, I don't understand it. You know, I could connect with past life, but I can never connect with the person's energy. I can never connect with the past loved one. I honestly prayed. I prayed to mm -hmm. God. I said, dear Lord, please let me connect with the past loved one. Let me see. Let me help this individual. And I'm telling you, three or four months later, next thing you know, I just started connecting. Next thing you know, boom, I'm reading people's energies, their past loved ones, and getting all that information. I couldn't connect with people's energy either. And then all of a sudden I prayed. And next thing you know, boom, I was connecting with people's energy. Same with connecting with buildings. I prayed for everything to happen. When I first started, I could not do a past loved one reading. I could not connect with the person's energy. And I could not connect with a building or a place. It was only I actually uh, just uh, remote viewing when I first started. I was just connecting with objects that were around people. It's like I had to work a certain amount of time <coughs> you know, doing doing the actual remote viewing and the actual reading objects. I had to do that for a certain period. And then, boom, it was like I was you know, granted or, or allowed to actually start connecting with past loved ones. I was allowed to actually connect with buildings and places. I always watched all these other people. I'm like, man, how are they connecting with that building? I don't see nothing. I don't feel nothing. Then pretty soon I was able to actually connect with the building, connect with what happened at the building, how the people died in the building and stuff. So see, that's what it was. It, it was time. It took time and over time and praying. I honestly prayed all the time to actually get, uh, to actually have God let me do this. And that's what happened. It's like almost I had to actually do my duty for a certain period of time before I could actually move on to another thing. So I think, I think it's wonderful. And a lot of times these new readers out here, I think what it is, they're just coming in here. They're young, they're inexperienced, and, and and they're hearing all kinds of voices, just like I was when I first started. And they're not connecting directly, connecting with the information that they need to offer to other people. And I think it's just inexperienced. A lot of people are inexperienced. They haven't put enough time and energy in it, and that's what the problem is. But then they get tore down big time. That's why I come in there and help out as much as I can. Okay. Let me let me. Uh, I'm just going to take sixty seconds here, Mike. Because this, what you just said, just fascinated me. So small smidgen of a story. And then I'm going to ask you a question. Um, five years old, me and my mom getting up to go look at a house. I'm five years old. Okay. Little squirt of a thing. Um, I don't want to go because I've been told that he killed her in that house. Keep in mind, this runs in my family. I'm five. My mom makes me go anyway. I'm saying the entire way there. I don't want to go in the house. He killed her in the house. I don't want to go in there. We get to the house. She lets me stay out front in the driveway by the fence while she goes in with the real estate agent. Less than five minutes later, they come running out of the house. I mean, real estate agent, then my mom hauling ass because he killed her in that house. The blood was still soaked into the floor. They hadn't got the stain up. Okay. That I was five when that was happening. I can't, I'm, I am amazed that you would, I would have never chosen this life for myself. I would have never chosen this life for myself. Um, I did everything I could to stop it. It cost me everything in my teen years. 
you know, and it's cost me relationships in my adult years. I would never, I would have never asked for it. I'm absolutely amazed that you did because this is, I, I don't want it to go away, but it would have not been my first choice. And I was l quite literally born this way. I and just, I'm shocked by that. And I was not born this way. My mom was a reader. My brother and sister were readers too, but I wasn't born this way or I was born. I never paid attention because I was so hyper and had a lot of energy. I didn't start connecting with all this stuff until I got into the paranormal and things started happening for me. Information, doors opening, lights turning on whenever I asked them, things moving when I asked it to move. That's what got me into that. But I'll tell you what, I did pray because I wanted to help people. I would watch these psychics and mediums on TV shows. I would watch Sylvia Brown. I would watch the other James Van Prague. I would watch John Edwards. And I wanted to help people because I felt at the time they were really, really helping people. So they were actually bringing uh, you know, positive information, healing them and stuff. So I wanted that. And that's what I did. I prayed and prayed. And I'll tell you what, it has taken over my life. It's been 14 years. And I'll tell you what, my wife, I almost lost my wife. I almost lost my kids. I almost lost my job. I mean, I've had police officers at my house because I connected with somebody's energy in their house. And then they turned me in at my job. So believe me, there has been a lot of issues. I ran through a lot of negative energy doing this too. When I first started, I got pulled over like 17 or 18 times in one year by all these cops, three times in one day by different cops. I mean, I was having just horrible luck, but I'll tell you what happened. I'll just give you a quick story if you got a second. I was into the EVP so bad, so obsessed. It was taking over my whole life. That's all I did was EVPs. And one day I went out and uh, I went out and I lied to my wife because I was lying to my wife all the time because I wanted to go out and do ghost hunting. I thought I was doing karaoke, but I was actually going out ghost hunting. So I lied to her one time during this bad storm and I went out in it and I got stuck uh, at this old church. I was actually trying to actually put my recorder back there and I got back there and I, I seen my vehicle was like, you know, sitting really goofy and I couldn't get out and I knew I was going to get in trouble. She's going to get mad because I was stuck. So this gentleman came around and he tried to pull me out and he couldn't pull me out. So another gentleman came around. He said, I can pull you out. I said, okay, no, I don't think you can. I'm like, I'm going to call a tow truck. He said, yes, I can. So he hooked it up. He said, don't give it any gas. He pulled me out. And then as I walked up to him and gave him the chain, he handed me a brochure and said about God and said, stop doing what you're doing. At that point, I started thinking, what am I doing? I'm obsessed with these EVPs. It's taken over my whole life. So what happened to me was amazing the next 30 days. Every time I thought about going out and doing research with the ghost hunting and the EVPs, I saw a load of green Bible. I was being weaned out for 30 days. I was being weaned out these EVPs to a point where every time I thought about it, I would see a green Bible. Pretty soon, those 30 EVPs dropped down to 20 EVPs. They dropped down to five EVPs. Then it got to the point where I wasn't even hearing the voices at all. It's like God was weaning me off of that negative energy I was connected with. And then pretty soon, I still have my recorders and I still have my obsession of recorder. But next thing you know, I was actually seeing things in the future. I would say, well, I'm going to try to see if I can see things in the future. And I would see 10 things. I would write them down. I would get 20% right at first. Next thing you know, I got 40% right the next day. Next thing you know, I got 80% right. That's when I started going on all these forums and saying, listen, maybe I can help somebody with this. And I'm actually seeing things that's really happening for me in the future. I, it's like I'm seeing ahead of time. And that's what I was doing with all these other people on all these sites. But I prayed and that was exciting, but it got better. As I got connected with past loved ones, it got stronger and I got more information and connected with building. It seems like I was like blossoming. I was growing into this. But I tell you what, it's been a bad obsession. It's taken over my life. I got depressed over it. I've wanted to walk away many, many times.
because of what's going on. So many people come up to me. I got to a point where I had 2,500 people behind wanting me to read them. Every year, I was just had tons of people coming to me wanting me to read, 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 read. But it got to a point where I said to myself, I can't do this anymore. So I ended up actually charging a fee for people to actually uh, buy a reading. And then a lot of people stopped coming to me because they was asking me 10 or 12 times. Each individual kept coming. It was taking all my energy away, taking it away and pulling it away. Next thing you know, I had nothing. I was depressed. I was unhappy. And then finally, I started balancing my energy. And now I feel really great. I feel great about it. I feel great about everything that's going on. But at the same time, it's still very consuming and it's taken over my whole life. I don't do anything. I don't play any sports. I don't have any friends. I have my wife and my kids and I have my work. But I don't do nothing. But I do this all the time. You know, I used to karaoke. I used to dance. I used to have a lot of fun. But this is what I do. It's just like this is my journey now. You know what I mean? This is how it is. Yeah, I mean, I do know what you mean, but I had to put the kibosh on that shit, too. I did over 6,000 readings in less than six months while working two jobs and raising a kid. So it's like, yeah, I'm not I'm not doing that. That's when I started charging just to weed people out. And that's exactly and I, what we have to do. Yeah. It's our energy. That yeah. balance, took away all this psychotic crap that was coming to us. People just just wanting to come there and take our energy away. And people can do that. You know what I mean? They will, but I do. I mean, I, I have a lot of a lot of empathy and a lot of sympathy for, for that. So I mean, I try not to judge. Fact of the matter is, I mean, doing them all over the world, time zones meant nothing. Right. And when I'm having, when I have people's children who depend on me to be on my game, to do my job, because I'm a pediatric dental assistant, you know, and at, at at this time I was doing a lot of, I was working at the hospital as well and doing surgeries, so I had to be on my game. Right. So that was one of the things that I just had to do. I had to, I had to thin the herd. Right. So you speak. had to, you, have you to. know, not to be mean, but the fact my, my living patients rank as important as any deceased ones out there. So, right. I mean, it's just part of finding a proper, but delicate to, balance in, in balance. all of this. And I found a balance, but still right now it's really hard because I think it takes a toll on my mind, body. Honestly, I honestly feel that I'm actually, I've had a few strokes this year, which has probably been kind of rough, but I'm actually forgetting things from my past. That I think I'm taking a lot of other people's information and energy on. And I'm slowly forgetting things about my past. I can't even remember my first wedding, my first wife, my first wedding. I cannot remember. I still cannot remember. That is actually gone. It's oh. disappeared. Now, was it because of the stroke? Or was it because I keep bringing in all this energy and it's actually taking up my mind? Well, that's first and foremost. When you do a reading, and I'm going to be very blunt and honest with you. I'm, I think I'm older than you, so I'm going to pull big sister rank, okay? Um, first and foremost, when you do these readings, once you've passed the message, once you've put that out uh -huh. there and given it to the person, dump it. Oh, yeah. It's gone. I understand it. It's gone. I understand it, but I think there's something. And it could be the strokes. I'm, I'm just saying it could be the strokes doing that. But when I first started doing readings, I didn't know how to dump it. And mm -hmm. it stayed with me. I can remember all the readings. And that was the problem. It was staying with me. And I was forgetting things from my childhood until I actually started getting rid of it. You know what yeah. I mean? Oh, yeah. Hell no. I will tell people right off the bat, I'm going to do your reading. I'm going to pass along all the information to you. Whether no. or not it's remembered is up to you because that shit's out of my head now. And I think I'm older than you. <laughs> I'm, I'm almost 50. I'm almost 54. 
Oh, well, fuck me. You are. Okay. Damn, you go. Okay. <laughs> he learned me, didn't he? He did. He did. He got you there. I'm used to being the oldest one on the show. Oh, come now. Pretty much. We've, I'm the old fart of Haunted Road Media. We've had a lot of older guests on the show. Just, just saying. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, there are a lot of people down in the chat that were saying it's both a uh, gift and a curse. So I can yes. see how that is. I do believe that because even with my job right now, I lose deals all the time because I'm constantly somebody texting me. They want me to communicate with them. They want me to help them out. And it's like I'm looking down, boom, I lose a car deal like that. Boom. I'm looking yeah. down. It's to a point where I have to keep that phone off of me. My, my nephew says, put the phone down. Are you going to lose every day? you got to feed your family. Put yep. that phone down. So it does take over you, man. I'm telling you. Yeah. Yeah. No, that, that's why social media goes on silent during the workday. No. Unless and I I'm at lunchtime. I need to learn how to do that. Yeah. It's called self-preservation. Because the fact of the matter is you can't fill somebody else's cup if yours is empty. Exactly. That includes food, housing, electric, and time with your family. There is not one spirit out there, nor one living person that can't wait eight hours for you exactly. to take care of your business, period. And if they if they give you shit for that, they can get to stepping. There you go. I love it. Love you. <laughs> Boom. And on <laughs> that note, we're at our hour mark. So, uh, Rick, thank you for coming on. How can people find you and your books? Because you do have well, books actually, as well. You can on Facebook. That's mainly where I, I'm on Instagram too, but mainly on Facebooks where I usually hang out with most of my friends and stuff. I do have uh, my books are available on Amazon and Kindle. Uh, I also have a couple of big events coming up. I have an event at the Old Jail Sheriff's House in uh, Crown Point, Indiana, with uh, with Doogie uh, from Haunted Towns. He's going to be there with me. <laughs> Sorry. Bless you. <laughs> we're going to have a good time. We're going to have a, a lunch investigation and a dinner investigation. And that's actually going to be September 28th, National Ghost Hunt Day. That's going to be kind of cool. And then I have another really crazy event for Halloween. It's going to be October 25th and 26th at the Cabin on 360 in Virginia and Mechanicsville, Virginia. And this place I hear is pretty awesome. I get the been there. Vanessa's been there. It rocks. Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. I'm going to go there. I'm going to have a good time there. So, yeah, it's just, you know. I'm pretty excited about the last two events here. So, Awesome, awesome. So if you guys are in the area, be sure to get out to those. So, Rick, absolutely appreciate you having uh, you coming on. And uh, let's go ahead. I'm sorry, everybody. We couldn't get to all your questions. You guys had a lot. And, you know, the show's an hour long, so we run out of time.